0: From the Live Studios in New York City, Cheesehead TV
1: brings you two guys who like to think they know something about
0: football!
1: Good evening everyone and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler and joining me as always is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from the podcast studio in Midtown Manhattan. Corey joins us live across the street from Lambeau Field. We are ready to talk some Packers.
0: What do we have on tap today, Corey? Today, we bask in a playoff glow after watching the Packers beat the Bears and get ready for a trip to a building where the Packers never lose. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good. We got
1: Aaron Jones. We got the bad. We got Anders Carlson. And we got the ugly. We got NFL officiating. And you could probably extend that to the NFL rule book, which has been completely torn apart over the course of the last decade, making it impossible for any human to understand what the is a catch. How are you doing, Corey? Good. What's a catch? I would love to know. I would not uh, ask the gentlemen who are adjudicating Sunday's contest against Chicago, but uh, that's not how we start this program, Corey. We don't start talking about, you know, bad officiating or anything negative. We start with the hotness. Let's get to it. Time for the hotness. And let me tell you, there was a lot to choose from this week when it came to trying to figure out what the hotness would be, but I think this first touchdown from Dontavian Wicks has everything. Everything you could ever possibly need. Let's take a look. And you want to start by looking at Wicks there at the bottom of the formation and how he absolutely tells this defensive back, leave your jock right there! And is wide, screaming open for Jordan Love to hit. The touchdown, and shout out to him for running right away to the Lambeau Leap. That's a a young man who gets it. Now look at it from the end zone angle. Jordan Love just looking off to the left, coming back to the right, and boom, touchdown. You absolutely love to see it. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: that's the hotness. That is the hotness, Banky.
1: How you doing today, brother?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good. Got a lot of snow here in Green Bizzle. I heard you guys have got some, and you got more on the way. More on the way. Supposedly the worst of the storms. So they had a pretty bad storm. Then we had some more snow, and apparently the worst is going to be Friday to Saturday. It's seven to ten inches, and we already got like we got like two feet on the ground right now. It's crazy.
1: We had like it's a like dust the Green Bay Saturday of old. That in, immediately went away. So I'm 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 actually kind of jealous. I got to admit.
0: I'm I'm loving from I think it's great. Snow. I know. If it's going to be, I, like I, I don't. I don't particularly like it when it's like, you know, 14 degrees and there's no snow. It feels weird. You're like, what is going right. on? But, you know, <laughs> snow, it's good. Bunch it's frozen snow. tundra. I need some, need some tundra. I need some tundra action. Love it. tundra Love it.
1: Just wish there was a game at Lambeau this weekend. But there's not. There's a game down in Dallas, uh, which we will get to momentarily. But let start with some Packers news. Got to talk about some Packers news. Start with Jordan Love winning his... NFC offensive player of the week again. That's right, nice. two weeks in a row. I mean, Justin Fields has been in the league how long? He's won it one time. Jordan Love's done it twice in his first year. That's all I'm saying. Hmm. That's all I'm saying. I like it. Eh, just, you know, just you know, speaking some facts here. Um the Packers, we mentioned we have a playoff glow about us because the Packers have become the youngest playoff team since the nineteen seventy four Buffalo Bills. Uh,
0: That's
1: that's a mark right there I mean, now it took an expansion Of the playoffs for the Packers to get in But we're not going to talk about that We're going to talk about the fact that they're in the playoffs Um, Keyshawn Nixon Your first team kick returner On the NFLPA All-Pro teams The second year The NFLPA has formed its own All-Pro squad uh, You know, votes from players Making it up an actual Like every player voting Not just like this NFL Network stuff that uh, you see in the off season, uh, and then one piece of what could be pretty significant news—we're not quite sure yet. Jair Alexander missed today because he is dealing with an ankle injury. Yes. Now, to hear Coach talk about it this afternoon, he stepped on a teammate's foot during a walk slash jog through, hmm. and Matt was very quick to point out that you know Jair was doing—he was very locked in. He wasn't screwing around. He was completely like doing what he's supposed to do. And apparently this was just a freak occurrence, Hmm. but you know, Corey, it wouldn't be a Packers playoff game unless we had a star player get injured right before it in practice. That's just kind of how
0: we roll. true story. Yep. I mean, hopefully there's still some time to kind of,
1: I know Matt Schneidman, Matt Schneidman reported that he saw him. He didn't come in the locker room, but he did see him walking without a boot and any kind of noticeable limp. So hopefully, Hopefully we're uh, good to go in uh, regards to Jair, who, like I said, was given off today, but hopefully we'll be back at practice tomorrow or, you know, at some point, maybe Saturday walkthrough. We shall see how that plays out. Um, Let's talk about the offense, shall we? The Packers offense, talking about Aaron Jones. You know, we put him in the good this week. I mean, there were a lot of guys you could have chosen, but Aaron Jones absolutely shredded the Bears' defense. This was a team that coming into the game was the number one rushing defense in the NFL. All Jones did was average five yards per carry on his way to 111 yards. That's a good day at the office for Jones, and he has shown yet again this offense goes to another level when he is the feature. I mean, he had 22 carries in the game. No other running back had a single carry. Uh, The man is ready to carry the load. I love Aaron Jones. You guys know he carries the G like, no Packers player in recent memory. I don't know if they're going to figure out a way to how to retain him next season, but man, I am so happy. He's on the Packers right now. I can tell you that. I agree. Agreed. Um, I do want to give a shout out to a couple assistant coaches talking about the offense. And you guys know, I, I always say you don't really know what they're being asked to do or, you know, what they're tasked with in the meeting rooms, what have you, but what you can see, From both Jason Vrabel and John Dunn's charges, the wide receivers and the tight ends, Mm -hmm. you can see improvement throughout the season in very noticeable technical ways. Like, as far as, I mean, the most obvious one, obviously, is Tucker Craft's run blocking. I mean, the way he's gone about his business the last three or four weeks I mean, that is absolutely night and day comparative to where he was at the start of the season. And it you know, that you got to assume that is somewhat due to coaching, you know? Uh and in conjunction, Jason Vrabel's guys, I mean all of the wide receivers, the fact that we've gone from you know, the tape in September and October showed, you know, real issues with uh spacing, uh problems as far as trying to get concepts to work together and guys just being in the wrong spot, guys not understanding what the checks at the line were, et cetera, to what is absolutely a well-oiled machine on the perimeter and pretty interchangeable parts at the position where you can really take advantage by never having like a true tendency that shows up week after week after week because you can completely change things around dependent on the defense you're facing because these wide receivers seem to know every position. Like there's no even Reed, who is, you know, often referred to as the slot guy, which obviously he does run a lot from the slot, but they use him outside just as much. You know, he's running a ton of routes on the perimeter. It's it's really, again, a credit to the coaching. So those guys have done the work, not taking that away from them, but Vrabel and Dunn deserve a little bit of credit here for the stark contrast where these guys were. September and October, to where they are now. It's very
0: impressive. It is kind of interesting, uh, the the snap counts for the wide receiver position over the season. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Right? Like, especially in that last game, like, it wouldn't surprise everybody to know that, you know, it's pretty much Melton, Wicks, and Reed. But, like, the fact that Dobbs only had 18% of the snap count, so 11 snaps for Dobbs. Like, what? what's the deal with that? Like, what... What do we think is the, you know, Melton has just come so far ahead of Dobbs that Dobbs not your number one? Like, I think it's a little well, bit no, interesting. I, mean,
1: I think it's, I think mo- it's
0: not mostly, but, it, yeah, it is. I think part
1: of it is due to the injury. You know, Dobbs was out there early and got hurt kind of, I don't know, I can't remember, somewhere through the first half. but Oh, I think yeah, he Melton's was like choking
0: also, up blood apparently, right? And yeah, that.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I also think Melton's earned opportunity. You know what I well, mean? That's they the thing. About I wonder how, how much. To...
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, considering his three game stretch, how do you keep him off the field? I mean, I understand there's a chance Christian Watson might be back. I'm not holding my breath. But if Watson is back, I still don't see how you keep Melton off the field for extended amounts of time. You know, and I'm not saying that's a one for one trade, not even close. But man, you talk about guys making the most of their opportunity. Bo Melton has certainly done that. You
0: know? Yeah. So well, I also don't see Reed sitting in that third. I know we can say slot all you want, but where they took him right. and all of his upside, he ain't. Yeah. He he ain't, he's not sitting in that he, third he spot for featured. very long. Yeah, he's no, there right no. now for this season because he's a rookie. Right. And, if, and right. honestly, if anybody's earned more snap counts this season, it's got to be Reed. It's got to be
1: Jaden Reed, no doubt. I mean, I he's the, the way he's he,
0: in my in my mind, he's basically the number one. Like, he's the number one oh, I totally as far agree. as, like, performance, totally uh, what he's done, catches, he's touchdowns. He's the guy, if
1: it's, if it's late in the game, right, and I got to have it. I got to have a play, right? I'm drawing up something for Reed. Now, that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's going to go to him because, you know, yeah. who knows? They might roll coverage. Might be they might crack at him, whatever. Yeah. But I absolutely, if I am a coach and I'm calling the plays and I got to have it, I'm 1000% drawing something up or calling something where Reed is the initial progression in, in the pr- initial part of the progression. Like no doubt about it. I totally agree with and you the that
0: beginning one. of that season, the beginning of our season, that would have been Dobbs, you know?
1: Oh, most like, likely. Yeah. We I mean, I think if Watson had been healthy, that'd probably be Watson, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, we all know he's had his issues all year long in that regard. Um, flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line is putting it together absolutely yeah, putting it together. I mean, it is funny and I do uh I think Soder on our happy hour was one of the first ones to point this out. It's interesting how when wooden to a lesser extent, but Brooks definitely, when Brooks gets more playing time, this line plays better, like across the board, mm-hmm. when he's in the mix more. Like there were a couple weeks where suddenly he just wasn't in the rotation and I'm not quite sure what happened because it wasn't like he was significantly injured or anything, but his, his usage just kind of dropped. And in the last couple of weeks, when they've had a bit more success on defense, Brooks has been a major component. And I think you saw evidence of that again against the Bears. But all across the board, I think these guys are working really well together. We've seen stunts set up guys. You saw Kenny Clark with a sack off a basically a free rush because of a stunt.
0: Uh, yep. You saw
1: Devontae Wyatt come in under control and get fields on the ground he's had real problems with that this year as far as not arriving at balance and kind of maybe, you know, overrunning things a little bit, probably a little over eager to make a play. But man, uh, to, almost to a guy you can point across the front and say they're finally as a unit playing their best ball and this is when you want them to be doing that. So,
0: yeah. That's promising at least. You well, need and if all there's to help them get on Sunday. <laughs> if there's one thing that can overcome Joe Barry's play calling, <laughs> it is the defensive line of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's this the was whole this point, was the right? defensive line. I mean, the other thing that I was going to say is, if point different if turnover differential was the defense's um, uh, original, you know, '96 and and 2010, I think, you right. know, turnover differential was the difference maker for our defense. A huge This one, yes. year, the difference maker is the defensive line. It, it just makes everything go. And we thought that would be the case coming into the season, that, that the defensive line would be, you know, really the the linchpin key. And you're, you're starting to see that late, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely needs to be, to your point. I mean, with the style of defense they play, you know, they're not sending big pressure. I mean, they've sent a little bit more these last couple of weeks, but you need to win up front. You know, you have to win up front. And – when they have, i.e., against the Lions or against the Chiefs or even this last week against the Bears and the Minnesota game, you've seen they they have you know done very they've had very good performances. But whenever they're stymied up front by just the, the four man rush, it's problematic to say the least. Um, and actually, you know what? Speaking of Joe Barry, I you guys know. Oh dear! I have. Oh dear! I have. I have. I have I have done more than my share of bitching about Joe Barry, but I will give kudos where they are deserved because Barry had a very good plan coming into the Bears game, and they they the defense executed it at a very high level. And I, I if I'm going to yell and scream and get pissed off, uh, you know, at Joe Barry throughout the year, I have to be able to acknowledge when he play when he has when he does a good job, right? Which I think their plan to contain Fields, the use of those guys up front, using Quay Walker as a spy. Not every down, obviously, but when he felt like there's a good chance he's going to try and get out of the side the pocket here, things of that nature, I thought Joe absolutely dialed it up. And for the most part, across the board, all of the guys responded very, very well, especially when it came to containing fields. You saw those guys up front really do a good job of constricting the pocket but not getting impatient, not trying to, you know, cover themselves in glory by, you know, Breaking off the contain or breaking out of the uh, four-man rush, as it were, I just thought it was really well done on all three levels, really. So like I guess so. If, uh, so, yeah, if, I'm going to to give him props too.
0: So when we beat uh, Dallas on Sunday, is uh, the likelihood of Joe Barry getting fired starts going down? Right, the probability meter.
1: I don't know if it's a shootout and we win forty to thirty, like you suggested on Twitter this afternoon. I'm not ready to say. Well, you know why job. I
0: su- you know why I suggested that because one Rob Demosky said that Dallas was going to put up thirty, which inspired me to tweet right. that. By the way, Rob Demosky oh, inspires you. me. He inspires me. So sometimes I get inspired <laughs> and I got a tweet. Also, you know, the great thing about the playoffs for Joe Barry, the best thing about the playoffs, you know what it is? What's that? There's no shitty quarterbacks in the playoffs, so we're good. <laughs> we're good. That's a very, good point. That's a very good point. We got past it. There's not a shitty quarterback in the bunch. <laughs> yep, so we got no worries. We will not make a shitty quarterback look good again this season. It's going to be great.
1: There you go. There you go. No, man, Positives. I don't know. The whole The whole is Joe Barry saving his job thing is kind of lost on me. I mean, the only way I see him losing, uh, keeping his job is if they win the Super Bowl and in said game, they keep the opponent to like under 10 points. If
0: that happens, then maybe. But outside of that, no, he gone. Really? That's all you're giving it? If we get to the yep. NFC Championship and it's because of defensive turnovers that's not going to save his job? He gone. One one you know, kind of interesting stat, you know, one one thing and I know I know you don't come from me for stats people, so just bear with me here for a second. <laughs> but uh one thing that's a little bit interesting is the lack of playing time by Valentine and how much that they put uh Valentine Savage and and Alexander and Owens on the field. And the fact that wow. Valentine had such a good game when Alexander was out, I am a little bit surprised that they didn't make more use of him in the game. And a lot of it is probably largely due to Alexander having such a good game. But it's just interesting to me, you know, you put Valentine and Valentine side-by-side uh, side the game before, and they largely did a great job. And to not really give him – he had a total of eight, four snaps in the whole game which is just a little surprising.
1: Yeah, but that's what happens when Jair comes back. Someone's got to sit, you know? Valentine's been playing ahead of Valentine. But the fact that they didn't year. mix
0: him up or find weapons for him, I mean, I, we know it's Joe Barry, so he's not going to adjust and he's not going to, like, do things that are special like right. that. But, you know, it's just a little little, a little interesting tidbit. I, I feel, you. I for feel you. you.
1: You're right, because you're right. Your Valentine did play well in Minnesota, although he was facing Jaron Hall. So, I mean, I, don't, I know it's Justin Jefferson, so that's a whole other animal, but it's Jaron Hall. I mean, come on. And Nick Mullins. I mean, all
0: right. all right. I mean, you say or that. You, could probably, but you can you probably get out there. And, if you look at our track record against terrible quarterbacks. I know. And... I hear you. You are correct, sir. You are correct. No doubt
1: about it. Um, speaking of corners, Jair is the wild card on Sunday. And I wrote this in the script before any of the news came out about his ankle. I suspect, you know, decent chance he plays. But we'll see. You yeah, never know playing. how bad these things are, how fine they are, whatever. But I wrote this before all that. Because, look, I, I thought he played well on Sunday. I still didn't see lockdown, super intense, com- physical Jair the way we have in the past. Uh, I think much better showing than probably like the Carolina game, which you know was really poor by his standards. But if he is up and playing well and locked in and we see the intensity that we saw against Justin Jefferson last year in Lambeau, we see that type yeah. of Jair. The Packers got a shot at containing the Cowboys. Like, they got a shot. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion. But they at least have a shot. Like, if they get Jair kind of moseying around 12 yards off the line of scrimmage on third and four. Oh, there's, are we supposed to pass this off? Oh, no, wait, we're not. Oh, is that right? We get that Jair? It's going to get late I mean, real early on deep. I feel like
0: he gets, big, he gets up for big games. So, I feel like he's that kind of player. So, I think that's what we've seen from him in the past.
1: More often than not. More often than not. But... He's a playoff know, guy. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. Um, and then finally, I want to touch on special teams this week, Corey. Uh, we oh got dear. an email from Greg Spencer, uh, a longtime viewer, who uh, I, I'm not going to like read the whole thing, but I did like this point. Uh, this past Sunday, there was a play with the Bears punting uh, in the third and almost hugged up on the one uh, after a questionable touchback. I know you both were wondering why the Packers grabbed it. And while specials have been pretty terrible overall this season, it was well-coached, and I'll explain why. I played special teams in college and coached them at the high school level, and I always tried to have my punt returner be the smartest kid on the team. When the punting team commits a illegal touch, we called it the rule of first touch. No flag will be thrown, but the ref will throw his beanbag. The receiving team, the Packers in this case, have the option of taking the ball where the punting team touched as a worst-case scenario. So the Packer player, which is in this Ballantine in, the Ballantine in this situation, did the correct thing in trying to advance the ball to help improve a terrible spot, even if it was an extra yard. It is essentially a free play. Uh, just a little known rule, the ball isn't down when the punty team touches it, but rather when they secure it, the ball stops or the whistle is blown after it stops moving. Keep up the great work on game day, and you learned something new today. Actually, first of all, Greg, really appreciate the email. Uh, secondly, I knew that rule, and I had completely forgotten it during watch party because I was so I upset about rule. the possibility, 100% possibility of them screwing up their field position, but I instantly recalled it when I was going over the tape because Micah Hyde did that not once but twice where the ball had come off a defensive player, and he dove on it and like, scooped it up and started running with it, and I remember at the time, this is obviously years ago, I was like, what is he doing? And then Micah explained it in the locker room. And that was, at that time, that was a rule I had never heard of. But uh, that's a well-remembered uh, rule that I had completely forgotten about. But, yes, it did freak me out in the mo- in the moment. There's no doubt. I was
0: uh, nonplussed. It still barely makes sense to me, I'm going to be honest with you. But Ooh. thank you, Greg. Appreciate it.
1: As long as it touches the opponent. And then, as, uh, you know, you can pick it up and go, go, go. And you don't ever have to worry about fumbling or anything like that because it's a free play essentially let's talk about this Packers Cowboys game shall we Corey you know there's a playoff game this weekend yeah I heard Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites seven and a half point favorites on FanDuel I mean I guess I shouldn't be surprised I thought the Packers would get a bit more respect here but you know I know the Cowboys are a different animal at home, and they've been scoring a ton of points, playing at home, and Packers defense ain't exactly something to write home about, so I kind of understand it, but man, the disrespect. Although I will say, I think that was the, it was maybe even been higher spread uh, on Thanksgiving. Really? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, I don't, I'm, I think wasn't it was it seven eight or something? I feel was like it was it?
0: seven, but. What I thought I it was do? eight. But I, all I know it you was know, around I mean, this, though. I know that. Being a Packer fan comes with the disrespect. That's just what that's what <laughs> we live with, right?
1: It's true. You're very right. You are correct, sir. Um, the other th- kind of point of order here is Dallas, for all their, you know, they're scoring a ton of points, blah, 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 and they have an insane pass rush, no doubt about it. They are allowing four point two yards per carry. Ladies and gentlemen, that is an invitation to For Aaron Jones, that is a welcome mat for Aaron Jones. And I don't care how you do. I don't care if you run an inside zone. I don't care if you're doing like pitch plays. I don't care if you're classic zone. I don't care if it's counter power, what have you get Aaron Jones, the football, because it has never been more important. Never been more important this season for green Bay to stay ahead of the sticks. They have Mm. got to stay second and threes, third and ones, instead of second and tens and third and sevens or plus cuz this pass rush will absolutely eat you alive
0: and i know i'm really excited got... i'm really excited to see jordan in this game i think we're going to mm-hmm. learn a lot about him he's been so cool and collected you know clearly early early right. on and then last year when he played you know blitz pickups and and pressure was like mm-hmm. as, as any young quarterback right it's the it's one of the hardest things in right. in Game time play, and you know you've seen him kind of go back to his cool, calm, collected. No matter what they're doing, because they've got a game plan for it. So, but I'm interested to see in the playoffs with that elevated environment and in that place. I mean, that place is a very yes. electric place in the playoffs. Um, it, there's kind of not many places like it because it is indoors. Yeah. It's got the big screen. The Super Bowl's been there. Like it's a very iconic mm-hmm. place in such a short time. And so you walk in there, and you know you, you it. I, i'm just excited i'm excited to see him play as a playoff quarterback uh kind of in a gimme game you know it's just kind of it's kind right. of like a this is kind of like a training camp playoff game for us in my opinion <laughs> i like it i like that idea. i know i know everybody um, in the patreon happy hour they wanted to say you know everybody's talking about house money and like they we banned how the words house money from the chat and i don't i don't (laughs) see it as that like you know don't put everything all in Mm -hmm. black but it's an opportunity for us to you know as this team to really see like do the playoffs actually change the character and the demeanor of this team and in some ways i actually feel like it probably won't i in some ways, I, i totally there with you yeah This is that team where they have only had each other all season. They have had no one on their side, including the fans in a lot of, in a lot of scenarios. Right. And Mm -hmm. especially in the middle of the season. And that has forced this team to gel together. Like not many that we have seen, uh, especially since I've been alive. And I, I almost feel like that, that, that is our superpower right now. And it's, it's going to be really exciting to see against Dallas and, you know, we might implode. I don't think we're going to, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, but you know, this is yeah, it's going to be I... interesting to see us play, especially this team with the character that they've shown us uh, this season. Right. I think it was funny talking here, listening to
1: you talk about the environment, right? And it is electric. There's no doubt about it. You've been there for playoff games. I I think I was thinking kind of along similar lines last two weeks ago heading into Minnesota, right? Like indoor, it's so loud. The environment is so tough. And this is a team in the Vikings that sends tons of different types of pressure. How is Jordan going to handle that? And, well, he handled it pretty damn well. But Sunday, it's that, everything that that entailed, but the pressure and the stakes and just the – how every single play means so much more in a playoff game. I am fascinated, like, you, like you're saying there, to see how he and the team responds. Because, I mean, the, the atmosphere and just the – it's hard to describe, like, the pressure in the building, but it's mm-hmm. very, very real. It's very real. And I'm with you. I'm fascinated to see. I suspect we're going to see – more of the same from Jordan. We're going to see a cool, calm, and collected guy. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's going to play a perfect game, but I don't think I don't
0: see him getting rattled. I just don't. I don't see this team getting rattled. That's the thing. Like, right. I, I, I they That's what I mean. Like, it's just like, I just don't think. I, I don't think. I don't know that they're going to meet the moment. That's a little different. But I don't right. think they're going to. I know for a fact they're not going to cower to the moment, and because this team totally doesn't agree. really. They don't care about outside forces, it seems like to me. They really don't.
1: You know, I was thinking this afternoon, what's the most upset or frustrated or just maybe even emotive you've seen in a negative way, right? You've seen Jordan Love on the field this season. Because I could only think of one instance, and that was the – and this wasn't even that big. Was the failed – was it a fourth down or a third down against New Orleans – uh, when Patrick Taylor was split out wide and they were clearly on different pages and Jordan threw it. And then he just kind of dropped his fa- and was like, really? And that was, but that was it. <laughs> and then he just walked back yeah. to, he just walked back to the, you know, to the sideline and talked to the floor and looked at the pictures and that, and that was it. But that's the one moment out of the entire season that I can remember Jordan having like even a, a tiniest like crack In that like really cool calm
0: veneer that he seems to exude, like that was the one moment that like came to my mind. That's what's exciting about I think the future. When you know uh, Wayne Larravee says the future is now, I think that's the most exciting thing because what makes you what as a quarterback and as a player, you know. When you've had the baggage of losing playoff games like we've had, right. right, this team doesn't have any of that baggage, which is kind of the best part about this whole thing, in my opinion. It We don't yep. have the baggage that fans have for the, for the, the playoffs. Oh, here right? we go again. And right? yep. yeah. And so, you know, even Aaron Rodgers, he had that late, right, where the disappointment comes in realizing that those opportunities are passing you by. And right now, we're at the beginning of the opportunities. And now is the yep time we can capitalize the most on this feeling of like I don't know what it feels like to not have this opportunity (laughs) so you know and that's a that's a thing right because it allows you to kind of it allows you to regenerate and reset and go to the next play which we need Jordan and all these guys to do right it's not it's like it's that cornerback mentality that you need but it's actually like every player on the team especially quarterback and and Jordan has really proven that he can be that type of player to reset and renew uh, for every
1: Every single play. I totally agree. I'm with you, man. I think it's going to be fascinating. No doubt about it. Um, All right, let's get the blogosphere. Let's go. This week in the Packers blogosphere. That's right, it's This Week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, did you know you can find out all there is to know about the history of the Green Bay Packers as a college course? Did you know this, Banky? I did. Look at this. Look at this. How cool is this? Good Explore stuff. the iconic history of the Packers. Learn the greatest story in sports at University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. This is dope. This is so cool.
0: It just started. So this is the second uh, time they've offered this curriculum. They offered it last fall. Um, It's non-credited. Any adult can take it. You don't have to belong to the school. It's pretty cool. Um, They just started it uh, on Wednesday, I believe, was the first class. But you you don't miss anything. What happens is, is that the curator for the Hall of Fame, for the Packers Hall of Fame, he's teaching the classes and they're on zoom and they're recorded so you won't you'll you won't miss them you can actually like watch one so you can join you can join the curriculum right now i think they have some some classes open it's all virtual it's really cool and they're gonna you know i talked to uh, jessica who runs the runs the overall program at uwgb a couple days ago and they have some plans to offer you know women of the packers they're gonna offer right now the history goes to 1970 but they're gonna do 1970 to modern day and they've got some really cool ideas you know know, I, I personally would love, you know, an extension of, you know, the history of the Green Bay Packers as it pertains to, you know, the black and African American experience for the Green Bay Packers because I love that that exhibit that was at the Neville Museum a couple of Neville years back. One, right? I'd, love, yeah. I'd love someone, you know, I love me I love me some Emlyn Tonnell and and those kind of players who are a little bit uh, you know forgotten uh, in the history of the Packers somewhat, but you know it's really cool. Highly encourage anybody who who you know if you read Cliff Crystal's book, this is furtherance. You know you're just going to learn more and more about the Packers, and it's it's really cool. And you know it's something that we we got to we got all get behind for sure.
1: There's a link in the description of this video on YouTube where you can find out more information. Um, and Corey mentioned the curator Brent Hensel. Uh, he does a phenomenal job as part of the crew that was interviewed during the legacy series that the Packers put out a couple of years ago for the 100th, 100 year anniversary. Uh, you talk about a guy who has done so much when it comes to not only preserving the history of the Packers and making sure it's correct, uh, but just like doing things like this that kind of make it part of the community and like offer not just people in the Green Bay area, but like you're saying, Corey, that you can log on on the internet. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's, I I love, I remember when this launched last year, we did a quick tweet about it because it, I mean, let's face it. It's very cool. Um, but I'm really kind of fascinated and excited to see how this starts to grow. Cause as you said, they're going to do a lot of different things. Very, very cool. Very, very cool initiative. Um, also in the blogosphere this week, Uh, I'm sure everybody with a Twitter account has seen this, but (laughs) I know not everybody on Twitter or not everybody who follows the Green Bay Packers is on Twitter. So you got to see after the Bears game, Jair Alexander bombing this WBAY live shot. Let's roll it.
0: And I'm sure they'll bring that energy right to Texas. I'm just here to tell you Packers back. You heard it from a fan right here <laughs> is back you heard it from a fan that's, right here has she responded so on has she responded on twitter that Emily she didn't Roberts, know who that, I, that
1: i that i have wow. seen has not made a public comment i think they she wrote about fired. it on the website no Fire she her. shouldn't just kidding, she's, she's I'm, just kidding. Live I'm just kidding shot. some i'm just kidding
0: like, Thumbs up, bro. Next you if know I could focused. be live, I know who, I know if it's a Packer player or not. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. You got it. Come on. Jair Alexander, she's, how do you not she's know? She's there that
1: in is? a news capacity. She's not there as a sports Whatever,
0: whatever.
1: It's fine. Speaking take of which, BL. Corey, take the L. Corey, Corey, let me ask you this yes. Have you ever had to, like, disassociate yourself or kind of pull the plug on a friendship, somebody you've known for a long time. And you're like, yeah, I really like them. But then they've said or done something that is just crossed a line where you've been like, I can't, I can't, I can't rock with this person anymore. Have you ever been there? Yes. Yes. You ever felt have. that. I have. Cause I yes. thought I, I thought I was going to be there this morning. I thought when I woke up this morning, I turned on Twitter and from the, rabble on Twitter yeah. about one the rebel rousing. Rob Demofsky. Yeah, People were so mad at Rob. And I thought, what, what yeah. is going on? What is happening? And I, I traced it back to the source, which was a radio interview that he did with a Dallas radio station, uh, 105.3 The Fan, which apparently he's been on before, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, well, what did he say? Like People were just cussing him out calling him all sorts of derogatory names and i thought well god i gotta listen to this what what he's crossed some kind of line do i have to reevaluate my friendship with rob domofsky so i (laughs) played the thing and i'm sitting there in my living room and i'm like all right yeah so talking about mike mccarthy okay fine all right talking about jair alexander all right fine and then they're like oh they would have probably preferred to play in detroit okay fine and i'm like you people every single one of you you owe me 20 minutes of my life back yeah that was the most nothing burger interview i have ever heard ever
0: yeah the big the and biggest and problem I- with that in- the biggest problem with that interview was that i spent time listening to it
1: a hundred percent. And that's no I mean, knock it, on I, Rob. Was, I know he's doing it's the It's not a knock. Yeah, yeah not not, Although I think it's he was fine. wrong. I think
0: he was incorrect about one thing because I'm pretty sure What's Dallas that? has only beat us one time in the last, like, so many, like, things. And he said it was two. <sighs> but
1: other than that. See, I, I, I probably didn't even hear that because I was so bored. All right. So, but yeah, here's my point. Right? Was, what is everybody if mad you... about?
0: That's what I don't understand. He's a beat writer. Well, he's not see. a Packer
1: fan. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if one syllable of what Rob said in that interview upsets you to the point where you take to Twitter and attack the man pretty personally at times from some of you, um, it's time to turn That's off weird. the Internet. Go outside and play because you're clearly a child. That's as simple as I can make it.
0: Yeah, I everything mean, he said in that interview he, was like dead, pretty much dead on. I mean, I do I, I do I took some uh, like when I say Umbridge like we're like a little bit like he was talking about Jordan and how like he wasn't as good in the beginning of the season. I'm like, "Oh, did you see the Bears game? First Bears game? He's pretty damn good in that." <laughs> and like, you know, and he but it, but it was just kind of generalities of a radio interview, right? And so it was just it's nothing I'm going to take him to task for. Well, like there's nothing he said that reporter. it's like He's a reporter. Yeah, he's a reporter. It's his job. To if, you to mad, hey, if you want to get mad, hey, if you want to get mad at a reporter about it get mad at Matt Schneidman's lazy ass because he always looks down at a laptop and he can't put any posters on his apartment or afford any or anything and it looks like he's like in a prison cell when he's on the interviews and he doesn't care enough about the audience to to make his shot look nice if you want to get mad about something get mad about that you know what i'm saying
1: i, I feel anyway. like your 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 work as a broadcast person is probably informing
0: your outrage here but yeah i'm just saying get, if you I, want I, to get you wanted like if you want to get mad at somebody not, like, doing their 111th, that's – there you go.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, okay, Rob is a reporter at his job. He has to dispassionately observe, and then, at times, he offers his opinion on what he's observed. What did he say in that interview, right? Like, oh, the Dallas offense is really good. Oh, my God, the controversy. <laughs> Jair Alexander is a weird dude. Jair Alexander is a weird dude. I love Did you see the, because did he's you weird. Did you see the WBAY Rob, clip? Thank you. Like, I love Jair because he's weird, but I'm a fan. Rob has to deal with him in a professional capacity every day in the locker room. Probably doesn't appreciate how weird he is. I love it, but I'm a fan. Like, it just blows my mind the shit that people get upset about. It blows me. I love
0: it because Wisconsin needs more weird people like Jair. That's why I love it. There's not enough. We got a lot of hobbits. We don't have a lot of elves, and Jair's an elf, so. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's a shirt. Oh
1: my god, that's amazing! All I right, mean, let's get to some YouTube comments. Wisconsin's <laughs> right. got a lot, a, hobbits, hobbits, right. what's, what's a lot of hobbits, bro. What's great hobbies. is what's so great is that there are plenty of people in the viewing and listening audience who will completely understand that reference, and they'll probably a bunch that
0: don't. But I the, to the ones that know it, that is absolutely perfect. Hey, it. I'm not hating on Matt Schneidman. I just, bro, fix your camera. Like, get your, put your camera <laughs> on an Apple box. Get some books. Do you have some books? Get books. some books and get, get your lens. Books. See how my lens is at the same <laughs> portion as my eye? So when I look into the lens and I look deeply into your soul, you, the viewer watching this, <laughs> you know, I'm there. I'm not doing this and looking down on you and like, oh, I'll look up my nose. And, you know, it's come on, bro. Broadcast 101. Let's go. That's all. We'll tip. I love it. Little tip. I, I take it or leave it. it. Let's go. Let's go to YouTube. Let's uh, see what folks have to say, shall we? Oh, that's that, that, that's my cue. Uh, Memzi. <laughs> Packers win. We take the America's Team trademark. I agree. I'm, I'm I thought that. we already had it. I don't like that life. David Segerdahl. Ar condescendingly explained that Kimmel wasn't on the literal list, then referencing Rg Rkg Rg. RJKs, I think, who he's is mis- literally on the life. list as his source on COVID had me spit out my coffee. Sandman, Apollo, hook that fool.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: I appreciate the Super Aaron Chat. Rogers Here's what something? I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Aaron Rodgers is no longer on Pat McAfee's show as far as the rest of this NFL season. So we're just going to leave No, it at he that. was this
1: afternoon. He's, uh, he was back this oh. afternoon. Wait, yeah. what? He came back to talk he football was. because, like, because Belichick, Saban, and Carroll were all out of jobs, and they were like, "You want to come Pat, on?" And he came on. Yesterday,
0: said that he wasn't going to be on
1: anymore because he was, but now he's back. <laughs> Who knows? Again, I, I don't care. I don't know what on? we're talking about. I don't. Yeah, care. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. He, he is I, I, not our uh, problem anymore. We don't
0: have to talk about yeah, him. He's, so he's, he's, I appreciate the he's super chat, problem. but I just don't care. Yeah, I I don't care. Matthew Clark, (laughs) thanks for Super Chat. Evening, Negs and Corey, so excited for Sunday. Go Pack Go. Thanks, Matthew, for the Right back at you, Matthew. I think that's a euro. Oh, that's a pound, maybe. I still can't remember. Ian, what's up, brothers? Thanks for all Cheesehead TV does. Corey was right. Packers on the way to championship. Negs, you know I'm asking to keep the streak going. Are the Packers beating the Cowboys on Sunday? Go Pack Go. Of course, the Packers are beating the Cowboys on Sunday. Come on now. Let's go. Uh mimsy this is a good question. Who calls the first trick play? Mike or Matt? I'm going with Matt. I want to say Mike, but I'm going with Matt too. It's gonna be yeah. Matt. I'm with you. Getting Matt. There's no way around yep. it. I mean it'll Mike's gonna in, have one. This, yep. There's a really good likelihood someone drive. is gonna try to fake an onside's kick. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put that out in there. I'm gonna put that out there. A surprise onside, uh, you mean? Like, yeah, surprise sorry, like sorry, not fake. New England? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. surprise. I feel like I feel like the playoffs nowadays—they need a surprise onside kick some, at some point, just 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 to do it. The problem I don't think it's going to be us. I think it's going to be the Cowboys because. It's enough to gonna ask be up, Carlson. To nothing. It's, well, it's enough to ask Carlson to kick extra points and make them. So I don't <laughs> think you want to add anything to his menu, you know? Like he's right, not a Greek right. restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you really don't want a big menu from this kid, right? You wanna you wanna <laughs> have the Greek you wanna restaurant. have the, the high end Michelin star menu, right? Where it's like, okay, I need you mm. to have extra points. And, uh, and feel oh, we're goals. excellent That's it. at that. That's yep. it, buddy. I got it. I actually, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get a specialist to do kickoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. Like we need this kid. I mean, to focus, I think you know the know kid
1: can do it. If you just let him
0: just let him kick it. <sighs> Jar winter. Thanks. Super chat. We had halves without first downs. Look at us now. Go back. Go
1: for real. Right. When you look back at October and you're like, this is the team now. What? It's amazing.
0: Ryan Willie, thanks for Super Chat. We'd love to see the Pack continue to own Jerry World, then watch Jerry fire McCarthy and hire Belichick, only to continue the Cowboys' Super Bowl drought. McCarthy goes to Pittsburgh to coach his hometown team. What do you think about that, Nagler?
1: A lot going on there. I mean, a lot of it has to fall into place, but I love it. I'd be totally down with that. This would require Tomlin to retire, which I know he has hinted at as a possibility, but, um, yeah, I'm all for it. Let's do it.
0: You know, I, I seriously think... That well, I guess I I know I'm already wrong, but I still think there's a chance that <laughs> Belichick could. I just feel like there's still a chance Belichick could be our defensive coordinator.
1: Corey, you got something. He's just going to get man. so
0: much money to go to Atlanta that it's just going to be like like Atlanta's just going to pay him all the money. So probably. But we'll I see. just feel like I just feel like it's a great it like. He's already got enough money. He's already got enough stuff. What does he have to prove? And, like, going to a team like the Packers, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a last stop to glory, you know? It, it's very much like Emlyn Tannell, right? It's like Lombardi. It's like going to that. Well, Lombardi it was more like Belichick going from the Patriots to – or from the Jets to the Patriots. So, but, but Tennell going from having success and then going to your last team you're going to play out with. And the Packers would be a great last team for Bill, I just feel like. Be nice.
1: It would that's be, I mean. and the only way he would even entertain it is if, because of his appreciation of the history of the game and the roots it, that's what in Green I mean. Bay and blah, yep. blah, et cetera, et cetera, but
0: that's never going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. I'm just dreaming here. Ian, thanks okay. for Super Chat. Not, not hearing this mention. You know, dreams are important, okay? I know. Dreams I feel very much and so. and manifesting things and brainstorming and allowing oh, yourself man. to free wheel and free deal is very important. And people, all we do in this country and all we do in this world is we shut down people's dreams. So don't shut down my dreams, Nagler. I'll do my Ian, best. Ian, thanks for this. Yeah, you'll try. Not hearing this mention <laughs> enough, the wide receivers as a whole have greatly impre- improved their hands catching limiting drops, and look how amazing Ten's confidence has been in his throws to them in crucial moments with this improvement. And he's got some emojis, got some uh, – what is, what is that guy that, that we've made really good and then he –
1: Tommy DeVito. His,
0: uh, Tommy DeVito. Yeah, got some Tommy DeVito uh, emojis going on. Thanks again for the super chat. I think we talked about that in the offense in the beginning. So, um, well, how, you know, the improvement definitely. Coaching? I mean, in coaching.
1: It, absolutely, the coaching has reared itself uh, in a positive way. No, no doubt about it. And that is one of those ways. No doubt.
0: Sandy Guntharp, thanks for the super chat. I'm still waiting for someone to pinch me. We're in the playoffs and the Bears still suck. True, we beat the Bears twice. <laughs> like we we and what's season crazy is season sweep
1: of the Bears
0: and we're in the playoffs. Season sweep and what's incredible is that first game against the Bears is arguably probably one of the best games besides the Vikings game is and the Lions game is one of the best games of the season. So it's kind of crazy how, you know, the NFC the North yeah. games were some of our best games um pretty incredible uh showing by by uh the offense in in both both places. Quinn, thanks for super chat. Got drunk and bought a Bo Melton jersey last night. Good for you. Buddy. <laughs> well done, Quinn. I Carry mean, the G, buddy. Hey, he is uh he's the number one wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers right now. He's in the one number one but, spot I mean, essentially. Most snaps. Yeah. I mean, you know, no what are you going to do? Most production. Get it. What are you going to do what happened oh I, I chose the wrong thing mike witt thanks super chat tucker and luke have a big day on sunday book it i'm
1: with that book it says mike i'm down with i'm, I'm booking with it
0: booking mike witt tucker haven't seen mike witt in a while so and luke oh he's on. dustin Houston logan the i am excited for the two tight ends set this week weapons so a little bit the same dustin bringing in the come tight on end tight keep. ends uh mike Hopefully, witt yeah. went Mus- back
1: musgrave is able to get
0: out a lot more would be nice yeah, well, what did he, I don't think he had many, I took my snap count, snap count thing down <laughs> He
1: had one he catch there towards the end of the game I knew he had he the had, catch, yeah, no, but played, how many, how, he, he had, didn't play that much, right? Not a lot, no, but hopefully that increases this week That's that's the hope
0: Mike Witt, went back and watched some old watch party today Corey's, Corey's hatred for J.K. Scott always cracks me up LOL, <laughs> and Corey drinking out of the Packer mug too Glad you could find some... Uh, wow, that's, I mean, that's at least, some old school stuff right there. At least somebody's watching those, because, you know, yeah made some bad well. money on those. J.K. Scott, <laughs> the weapon? You talking about the weapon? The weaponless? The weapon. The weaponless oh, weapon. Oh, man. He sucked. He's terrible. Uncultured Barbarian, in, uh, thanks to Super... The Chargers, no.
1: Sorry, sorry. He's with the Chargers. He's still playing? Trying to remember where he was. Yeah. We saw him at Lambeau earlier this year
0: You with the Chargers. Keep the going. fuck is it's wrong high. with this world a <laughs> culture barbarian this week on banky on the beat he goes after the big talking heads in the sports world who were wrong about love and he's got receipts yeah there's there's been a ton of people that have gone over all the all the people and with the receipts oh yeah it's been a beautiful week. lots of receipts week in that lots regard. of receipts i mean here's what's funny to me what's funny to me about the whole jordan love thing is that it was all foreseeable like you always take a quarterback when you don't need one. So the fact that everybody is bitching about it and making hay out of all this fucking terrible nonsense, it's just hilarious to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. And then to say that a kid who's gonna, who's gonna who the team has put forth for two years behind Aaron Rodgers is not at least going to get a chance to be great and have a potential, and for all these fools like Adam Shine and all these fucking idiots coming out way early trying to put their, put their idiot flag out there like on the moon Lance before anybody. Else. Uh, yep. And it's just yep. like, wow. I mean, I guess like you could be the first to to be right. But you also there's a 99 percent chance that you're going to look like a stooge. And that's exactly what happened. But, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not the smartest people in sports media. So. <laughs> Take what it will. I mean, look, the WBAY girl didn't fucking know who Jair Alexander was. Like, uh, uh, it's Shine not her job probably to doesn't know who Jair Alexander Shine. is. Adam Shine, Adam Shine probably not doesn't even job. Adam Shine probably couldn't even name four people on the Packers. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. And, and when training camp, very so, much agree. So let's there. be real. Very much. Mike Witt, there. thanks for the super chat. Corey, rumor has it Dion hired Jim Leonard as DC. No, he didn't. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Oh man! You might just trying to get you going now. No, no, but there are there are a lot. Eight coaches in the NFL are gone. Twenty five percent of the head coaches in the NFL do not yes, have a sir. Job. That's not crazy. For long. There's going to be some. Matt is now
1: one of the longest tenured head coaches in one spot. <laughs> Like he's in the top five, there's, but
0: there's, tied at fifth. There are going to be some good candidates out there for D.C. for us. There really are. I hope I hope we, also, do, a, I, I hope we do a good interview process and we hire right. Amy Gooding, <laughs> thanks to Super Chat. Rob said if we lost, Packers fans would root for McCarthy to go on and win. Nope, never rooting for the Cowboys, only thing I found offensive. I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: I, I knew Corey that. would agree with that. I totally agree with Rob. I absolutely will be pulling for Mike. We've talked about this last right. year when Mike was coming. Well, to the dis you
0: know, like- the disagreement is, but the disagreement is understanding what Packers fans like. I understand how you feel. I understand how I feel. Now, what I would say right. is, anybody older than forty five, they're not rooting. They're not rooting for the Cowboys. Okay, I'm just going to tell you that right now. You're you're mm-hmm. an anomaly. You met Mike McCarthy. You have respect for him as mm-hmm. a person. But if he wasn't coaching the team, would you ever root for the Cowboys? No, of course not. Yeah, exactly. Of course not. That's no. that, and that is the point of most Packers fans, where they're just like, yeah, the brand overcomes the man, and especially to that. me, the brand is Jerry. It's not Mike. Mike is barely the brand. Oh, the brand is Jerry, of course. Right. So course. there's, Natural. I'm not rooting for that. Although as a businessman, I have a lot of respect for Jerry, but yeah, no, I fucking as a as a as a Packers <laughs> fan, I do not want to see him win. So I'm with you, yeah. Amy. I'm with you all the way. The dude, thanks for super, being super. Thanks for super chatting. Being a fat Packer fan in Minnesota couldn't be better. Uh, M-L-O-L. Go Pack Go 2420
1: Sunday. Thanks, Ooh, the dude. Tight game.
0: I like that. Thanks, the dude thanks on culture barbarian on a special brandy and the barbarian we discussed the nightmare scenario of joe berry being extended there will be swear words it's not for kids i'm telling you people it's happening (laughs) i'm telling you right now i am really playing your flag
1: out early trying to get out ahead of everyone hmm did we just talk about this
0: i'm not i literally (laughs) said this like five shows ago and you were like there's no way I'm just getting you going. (laughs) I really think they're going to extend him because the thing is the defense came up at the end and it's like the only knock is that the only knock is that Matt LaFleur, the reason I think he's not getting coach of the year is because of how bad we were. You said this against, you know, Mm. uh, terrible quarterbacks, really bad. That's just inexcusable. Right. Like, you know, you can't. Yeah. It's just, And but I just still don't think that's the deal breaker, bad taste in Matt's mouth. Especially if we win a playoff game. If we win a playoff game and defense largely does it, why would you try to wreck that?
1: Dude, dude, this is like less than one percent chance of happening. Of Joe Barry and company going into Dallas and being the first team all year to put the clamps on that offense. I mean, wake up. That is not. But what if we
0: win and we hold them to ten?
1: You're not holding them to ten. The way the Packers are going to win this game, maybe, okay, but is putting maybe up a forty burger. They control the I ball know, I said it No, forty not burger. even that. Maybe they control the ball well enough on offense, where they limit the Cowboys' opportunities, and maybe they get a ball to bounce forty their burger. way, tip drill, interception, etc. The Packers can eke out a win. But man, they're okay. not running away from the Cowboys. I understand. And they're not. I understand. Them down
0: okay, that's not imagine, happening. Imagine, imagine a world for one second. Okay, imagine a world. Imagine an imaginary menagerie manager imagining managing an imaginary menageries. Okay, so imagine a world where the Packers go into Jerry's world and they put up a forty burger and they limit them to fifteen points. And then we lose the next playoff game. Does Joe Barry keep his job? I think the answer is yes. No.
1: Nope.
0: Okay. We'll I don't believe you, but okay. We'll
1: have, we'll have Tyler clip it, and we'll see who's right.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. we will. I guess. <laughs> uh, Leonardo Rodriguez, go pack go. Matt Lafleur called those beautiful run plays. High from C R. Costa Rica. Yep. CR Leonardo. Costa Rica. Yeah. Yeah. Costa Rica. I like it. Rai Rai. <laughs> thanks for super chat. Was 2021 divisional versus Sam Fran Barry's best game as DC?
1: Without question. Without a doubt. And that was with, you know, remember they just got Zedaria Smith back and he was on account, but Jair back for the first time after an extended time. And he played mostly slot in that game. They were on fire. Up front against the San Francisco offensive line, which had played well all season long. Now, I know he gets docked because it's Garoppolo, but I don't care who's that quarterback. He absolutely shut him down. And also, as we've been talking about, usually bad quarterbacks walk all over Joe Barry. That afternoon into the evening was the the peak of Joe Barry in Green Bay. No doubt.
0: You know what I get mad about myself for not realizing is the fact that I totally overlooked that we kicked the lion's ass and Joe Barry was the defensive coordinator in that game. And then we Mm -hmm. chose him to be our DC and I wasn't more mad about it. So I just want to apologize to people (laughs) like Brandy for not being more mad about that. I gave the guy too much I gave the guy too much Of the benefit of the doubt And when you really look At his track record It's fucking horrible Yep (laughs) It's horrible It is horrible It's really bad And there's a reason It's (laughs) It's horrible really
1: Because he's not very good At his job
0: Mm. Mm. Porkmaster The horror on Banky's face When he learned J.K. Scott Is on the Chargers And not at home Playing Legos Was amazing (laughs) Thanks Sometimes Some things happen In real time I'm not I'm not ashamed not ashamed no, not ashamed I, I I didn't even realize he was playing in that game and you guys know we do the watch party so wow, wow that just tells you a lot about me Leonardo Rodriguez Corey don't speak Barry back into existence I'm just saying I just I just want everybody to get I just look there's a there's there's a little <laughs> bit of a downside to winning in the playoffs and getting this far <laughs> if you want Joe Barry fired okay oh, my God. and I'm telling you right now, the first part of the season, there was no way he was getting fired. Then the middle part of the season, he really fucking sucked. And then the last two or three games, he came back, and he's roaring. Defensive line is cooking. Valentine Valentine without Jair two weeks ago. Like, a lot of things in his favor, and a lot of players talking good about him. And guess what? All that good talk and positivity and winning creates sustainability for Joe Barry's job. That's all I'm saying. JP, thanks for Super Chat pack are competing again for the brightest future in Wisco sports Bucks probably still won because they're favored to win now Brewers unfortunately are sad okay JP let me just tell you just look <laughs> right look oh, but here there we is go. only there is only one team that matters in the state of Wisconsin everything else is secondary okay so you're here on this program so you understand what the truth is I'm here as you know your religious and spiritual advisor to tell you there's only one team that matters in the state of Wisconsin that is the Green Bay Packers. And everybody else, it's fun. It's just a pastime you do when you're at the bar. You're drinking. Oh, the Bucks are in the playoffs. Great. Oh, the Brewers, you know, still can't get any offense and can't, you know, have bases loaded and can't fucking score and then get out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. You know? What's like, so
1: good about that is I know that you do not watch the Brewers with any regularity at all, yet you have but I know how their season the ended
0: of their offense. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: essence of their offense distilled into one
0: moment. That right just there. broke my heart. I actually start watching the Brewers and they have bases loaded and they can't even get one fucking score. And you're just like, guys, yeah. really? How? You know what? Maybe spend a little less time in the champagne and doing all the champagne shit after you win the first game and maybe a little bit more time on scoring some fucking offense. Jesus. Lord, at thy birth. Amazing. Amazing. <sighs> that's all we got. Oh, that's all. That's it. Amazing.
1: Oh, I love it. Um, want to do we do have to give a shout out to our Patreon members. Um, everyone who showed up last night for happy hour cannot thank or was it two nights ago? Cannot thank that's you amazing. guys enough. You guys know we always talk about it. You are the lifeblood of everything we do here at Cheesehead TV, as well as the folks in the Carry the G Club here on YouTube. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for engaging here on YouTube, on coming on the happy hour. It is so great each and every week. We really appreciate it. And regardless of what happens on Sunday, we will be going with those happy hours all throughout the off season. So don't think just because the season ends, that's the end of happy hour, that's the end of the community, because we, we eat, live, sleep, breathe, everything about the Green Bay Packers 365. So none of that's going anywhere.
0: You got anything? We got a couple we, uh, more. Folks we, yeah, home? we got a couple more super chats. Quick, Matthew Strickland. I know it's ah. looking ahead, but I th- think the players we have on defense would fit a Wink Martindale style defense. Thoughts? I feel like Wink Martindale is the front runner right now, an in Packers fans. Well, lines. I
1: mean, he's got to get out of his contract first. I mean, if it ends up being a sh- scenario where the Giants refuse to do anything with his contract and they decide they have, they're go- they're willing to trade him, they're not trading him to the Packers. I think they're gonna. Definitely send him to an AFC team. So we'll see how that transpires. I think he'd be a great fit, and I think he's a good coach. But I'm not getting worked up about the possibility until that gets resolved.
0: Greg Somerville, all this Joe Barry talk is making me want to drink. Guess I'll have to head to Woodman's and buy all the carry the G again. Love you guys. Go pack, go, Greg. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, go out, buy plan. your carry the G, people. It's it's running out in a lot of places. We are we are the season is ending. Um, the spigot is
1: off, people. That's all the carry the G for you.
0: 2023-24 carry the G is slowly and surely going away. So pick, get it while you can, people. Oh, Leonardo Rodriguez, Corey, can. only one team matters in the world. Go, Paco. go. Leonardo, you are right. I like the way you think. That's right. It's not just Wisconsin. That's right. I like it. I like it. Great way to end the show. I like it.
1: That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide.
0: I think it's a fluid situation. And we're, we're, I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, We're going to take it one day at a time. And and just, it's going to be fluid though. That's all I can tell you.